0: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.
2: 615, we got some weather concerns today. And there's going to be two rounds of bad weather, really. The first one's going to be a lot of rain, and that's supposed to start around 1 o'clock. And that's why schools are letting out early. The other one comes in overnight around 11 o'clock, as I understand it. That's when it turns really windy. So be aware of all of that and and have your phone on for any alerts and all that stuff. And the city's allowed neutral ground parking. So there you go. Otherwise, highs today of about 57 degrees and a little bit chilly outside right now. Mike DeTelier joins us, WWL NFL analyst, co-host of Sports Talk. How you doing, Mike?
3: I'm good, Tommy. Thank
2: you. I went back and watched the... um, Highlights of the Titans game and then the Green Bay game, that's where Derek Carr got hurt. And I did notice yesterday, before I did that while I was watching the game, that was a different different Derek Carr I was seeing. That was a different Carr that was standing up tall, that was throwing the ball with confidence, that seemed to be in control of what he was doing. I don't know what I don't know. Did you notice a different Derek Carr yesterday in the last couple of games than you have since he got hurt?
3: Yeah, I think over the last couple of games you could see it with him he was healthy. They were giving him protection. Okay, that's the other thing. That's the other part. thing,
2: exactly. You gotta keep him clean where he's not uh, he's not, he's not he's like, suffering from post traumatic stress disorder, right? When he drops back.
3: Right. So it's not like, you know, he's behind the five blocks of granite uh that he's throwing the ball. Um I thought yesterday the keto was they ran the football. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if it was Kendra Miller uh, the rookie or Taysom Hill or Jamal or whatever, that uh, they were able to control the line of scrimmage. They flipped the pancake of what happened in the first game against Atlanta in which the Falcons sort of controlled the tempo of the game running the ball. Still, uh, as much as we you know, we talk about the pitch and catch part of the game and throwing it and so forth and so on, man, if you can run the football, you're going to win a lot of games in this league. So, Yeah, it was a little bit of a combination of everything. You you see that he was healthy. Uh, They gave him protection, but he was also aided by a very good uh, running game yesterday against a team that had really sort of stopped the run most of the year. Uh, They had given up some big plays in the passing game, uh, the Falcons had, but – Man, they got gashed pretty good yesterday, uh, and we hadn't seen Kendra Miller for most of the year, so I thought he ran the football well, and Taysom is always going to be Taysom.
2: That's what impressed me maybe the most yesterday was Kendra Miller, because I don't know if he'd been hurt. I know he was coming off a knee injury when he came in, and then he got nicked up again, but he looked good yesterday. He looked like a high-round draft pick yesterday.
3: He ran the football hard. He's always been a, a power runner that turns power into speed and uh, finished off his runs. When I watched him at TCU, he was a guy that always finished off his runs hard. And you saw that same thing yesterday. Uh, you're right about the fact he was coming off a knee injury when they drafted him. It, it was We saw bits and pieces of this in training camp with him. But he sort of pieced it together. I I thought he had a really good football game. But I thought, to be honest with you, uh, the shocking part for me was how well the Saints offensive line played up front against an Atlanta defense that had really stood up pretty well most of the season against the run.
2: Which brings me to another point, and that is when you go back and you watch the highlights from week one, week two, week three, that's a different offensive line that played yesterday yesterday than played at the beginning of the season.
3: Yeah, nothing stays the same in this league. Nope. You have injuries and you have people that don't perform well and you make changes, and uh, that that's just the way the NFL is. You look across the league, that's what you see. It was a lot of changes. But, um, again, it's, an, it's still an area of major concern for me uh, for 2024 uh, as we're going to enter a, a new NFL season. Uh, that's gonna change because people come and go. It's a commuter league, but um I thought from early in the season until today or yesterday, I should say uh it was it was a different offensive line, and you' gonna have to figure out what you're gonna do with Trevor Pinning. Mm-hmm. and you used the early round first round pick on him, he didn't see the time of day uh you know basically the last month and a half of the season
2: also got some questions with Marshall and Lattimore and uh, Michael Thomas.
3: Well, Michael Thomas is a free agent, so it's going to be his choice, but I don't think Michael Thomas is coming back to this football team.
2: But the Saints, I guess what I'm saying is the Saints wouldn't want him, would they?
3: Uh, you know what? I said that last year. They mm-hmm. came back. They came up with a deal. So um, I would never say never, but I think it's a – Really strong chance we don't see him again uh, in a Saints uniform because it's the same pattern. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, I think you and I probably talked about this last year. It's the same pattern of plays a little bit, then gets hurt. Uh, The biggest part of being a professional is availability, uh, you know, on game day.
2: When he's there, he's good. Problem is, not there too often. (laughs)
3: Right? And he was there this year a lot more than he's been the last few years. Mm-hmm. But still, um, I think you move on from Mike. You you, you know the situation there uh, that he's always going to be nicked up some kind of way, one way or another. What's and Lattim- so you, you're going to have to move on.
2: Let me take a break. We'll pick it up with Lattimore when we come back. What's his situation? We're talking to Mike Dettelier doing a post-mortem on the Saints season, looking ahead to next year, Five zero four two six zero one eight seven. if you have any questions. The, the big question with Derek Carr is, you know, we, we think we know what we're looking at. Sometimes we don't. It's about game plan. It's about execution, about protection, about running a ball. Derek Carr, you know, Bobby Abair was talking yesterday about what have you done for me lately. Is he starting to find his way with the receivers? And that being said, what receivers could be here next year, et cetera? A lot to think about because, as Mike said, it is a commuter league. And if you look at the difference in who played – In week one, and who played yesterday, it goes back to the old Seinfeld bit about you're not rooting for the players, you're rooting for the uniforms because they're different people. 621, traffic now, WWL. 626, Tommy Tucker, WWL, didn't work out. And uh, one, if you're going to draw Venn circles with the Saints at the playoffs, you could say that the Packers were involved in both because we blew a 17-0 lead in Week 3, I think it was, against the Packers, and that game would have made the difference. But, Mike, to tell you, a WWL NFL analyst, co-host of Sports Talk, you know, you can look at it like a movie like that. What is is it, the one with Bruce Willis where it's like, well, actually the season was over in Week 3 when we missed against Green Bay, but it really wasn't because there were a lot of opportunities after that. You can't go back in a season and pin it on one game.
3: You can't, but it goes to show you every game counts.
2: Oh, yeah. Every
3: game in this league counts. And I think when you're going to look back at this season, that one week in Green Bay where you had that game in your pocket and you let it slip away uh, made the difference of you making the playoffs or not. Now, how far are you to win? Who knows? I I don't know how far. I watched Tampa yesterday. Too. Carol, um, let me tell you
2: this, Mike. Carolina couldn't <laughs> score in a Nevada brothel. All
3: right? <laughs> uh, something like that. I'm but it you. took It took a great play by Antoine Winfield Jr. Uh, DJ Chalk, former LSU guy. He's running downfield, and he sticks that ball out. Yep. And Winfield knocks it out of his hands at the last minute uh, to save that touch or would have been a touchdown, uh, goes to show you, uh, great players make great plays when they have to. They don't always do, but when they have to. Antoine Winfield sort of saved it for him yesterday. The defense played great They held him to three
2: field goals. What else do you want? <laughs> yeah, no That's one a score. for the title.
3: And you can't. <laughs> and so um, it was what it was yesterday. But once you get into the postseason, anything can happen because – Okay, you playing for your life. You lose, you go home, and you stay home, and you don't play again until well, I don't know what they call preseason today. Uh, it's really yeah. not football, but you don't play again really until September. That that's a long stretch. See, and before a long, you play again,
2: and along those lines, it seems like the Saints were getting hot right around this time of year. So who knows what could have happened? You you'll never know of all the what is it of all the tales of. Um, uh, uh, how the hell did that go? You used to know how that went. Of all the tales of poem and pen, the saddest are what might have been, right?
3: Yeah, everybody's got a what a, might have been uh, in the NFL. That's that's just the way it is. Uh, that um, that every team that finished eight and nine or nine and eight all has that same little tale. Boy, if we could have beat so and so, if we had them in that spot, so. But do you see? Do you sense the Saints? But it's not
2: are getting a little hot right now that they did get a little hot toward the end of the season.
3: Yeah. But again, you will never see them play an oh. easier schedule oh. than when they played. Oh. That's the frustration of this season of who you played and also the quarterback play. My goodness. Uh, you, you never going to catch that again. Look at that schedule for next year and see you, you you're not going to catch that again. It's, it's not going to happen. That's, probably the biggest frustration of this season.
2: And to be clear, let go, let's go back to Green Bay game in week three. I just thought I'd mention this. Uh, Derek Carr gets hurt. Jameis Winston has a big completion, gets him down there in field goal range, and it was uh, – um, uh, It's groupie. Groupie. Blake groupie that misses the field goal with a minute and sure something enough. left. So just to refresh memories because it's a long season and people forget. 6.30, taking a break. More with Mike DeTelier. When we come back right now, time for WWL First News with Dave Cohen.
0: at 630 good morning here's the latest from your official weather station WWL weather conditions are going to go downhill after lunch with a line of high winds and storms
1: increasing clouds and breezy this morning temperatures in the 50s expect some heavy rain and strong storms to move in during the afternoon and evening hours we'll see some heavy downpours that can lead to street flooding plus a few severe storms are possible that could lead to some damaging wind gusts and possibly a couple tornadoes
0: WWL TV meteorologist Alexa Trishler says another round of nasty weather Moves in through the overnight period tonight and will wrap up around 3 o'clock tomorrow morning ahead of much colder conditions. Schools across the region are dismissing early today because of the threat of severe weather starting this afternoon. We have details at WWL.com. With possible flooding rains, you can park on the neutral ground in New Orleans to get your vehicle out of potentially flooding streets. What's up with the pumps?
1: The sewage and water board says 93 of its 99 pumps are working at the moment. All underpass pumps are working too, but one of the system's power sources, Turbine 4, it remains down and it's down until further notice.
0: WWL-TV's Brandon Walker. Louisiana Governor-elect Jeff Landry delivered his inaugural address last night ahead of today's bad weather.
1: I pledge to do everything I can to possibly make this state safer. And to bring an end to the misguided, deadly tolerance for crime and criminals
0: In addition to crime, Landry talked about education and the oil and gas industry in his inaugural address. We have the whole thing at WWL.com if you want to read it or listen to it. Landry becomes governor of Louisiana at noon today officially and has had a contentious political relationship with the city of New Orleans over the years. WWL's Chris Miller has more on what we should expect for the Crescent City with the new governor. As Attorney General, Landry joined a lawsuit against New Orleans trying to overturn Mayor LaToya Cantrell's COVID pandemic emergency restrictions. He also clashed with the city over abortion policy and voted to withhold approval of bonds for projects that would benefit the city. UNO political science professor Ed Chervenek says we'll probably see a governor who is assertive when it comes to New Orleans.
2: Basically said that you know he's going to try and basically change the direction of the city Uh, So, and and of course, crime is the, the big issue here, and so we'll see where he has to go with that.
0: But since the election, Landry has seemed to soften his rhetoric a bit. He's also sided with Mayor Cantrell in trying to end the NOPD consent decree.
1: CBS News Brief. The NTSB says a school teacher near Portland, Oregon, found a plug from the Alaska Airlines plane door that blew off Friday night. And the safety board's Jennifer Hammondy says a flight attendant ran to help after the cockpit door was flung open by the force. She did attempt to shut the door uh, three times. It did eventually shut, but it did blow open during the explosive decompression. The Pentagon releasing new details after a delay in getting the word out about Defense Secretary Austin's nearly week-long hospitalization. CBS's Scott McFarlane.
0: Bipartisan leaders of the House Armed Services Committee say while they wish Secretary Austin a speedy recovery, they're concerned about how the disclosure of his condition was handled.
1: Killers of the Flower Moons, Lily Gladstone's, become the first indigenous actor to win a Golden Globe. This is for every little res kid, every little urban kid, every little native kid out there who has a dream. CBS News Brief. I'm Deborah Rodriguez.
0: Residents of a Chicago suburb say their apartment building was condemned and boarded up while they were still living inside and many of them became trapped. Odyssey's Sarah Maki reports.
1: A community activist breaks down the boards on this Harvey apartment complex searching for anybody who might be trapped inside.
3: There's still people in these apartments. There's-
1: Rudolph Williams shows us the handles to his screen door, broken off by construction crews as they boarded up his apartment Friday afternoon. The 73-year-old, unaware he was being trapped inside.
2: I'm used to the noise when they started to do some construction sometimes. It didn't pay really that much attention after a while. I sort of drowned it out.
0: Some residents say they're just gonna continue to stay in the property as they have nowhere else to go now WWL Sports brought to you by People's Health. The Saints took care of business against the hated Dirty Birds. Car, play action, stands, now throws towards the end zone and looking for Shaheed. and Shaheed will throw. come down with the, the with the football, Derek Carr, first to allow well, of the touchdown, Here's WWL's Steve Geller with more. Derek Carr tossed four touchdowns in a 49-17 shellacking of the Falcons. Unfortunately, no other team came through for the black and gold to secure a spot in the postseason. New Orleans finishes 9-8 and and are mere spectators for the playoffs for a third straight season. College football's top prize is on the line this evening.
1: It's a battle of the best. J.J. McCarthy and the Michigan Wolverines take on Michael Penix and the Washington Huskies in college football's national championship game in Houston tonight. Michigan head coach Jim Harbaugh says his team's up for the challenge. To be the best, you gotta, you gotta beat the best, so you know, that's our mindset and we're ready to have at it. Same goes for the Huskies says Washington head coach Kalen DeBoer. These
0: guys are on a mission and uh, they know that a big part of the mission is being in those moments so we're ready for the next one.
1: Tonight's game marks the final national title game before the college football playoff expands from four teams to 12. Erica Huskowitz for CBS News New York.
0: The Pells got a W last night as we hear from WWL's Charlie Long. The Pelicans rolled the Sacramento Kings for the fourth time this season beating them 133 to 100 last night. The Pels offense shot a ridiculous 61% from the field and 54% from three. Veteran guard CJ McCollum led the way with 30 points on 11 of 16 shooting. Head coach Willie Green praised McCollum's performance. He did a great job of taking quality shots. And then once he got it going, his teammates did a great job of finding him. I thought B.I. did a great job finding his teammates, playing fast, playing with force. He really set the table for everyone else. And collectively, all the guys that stepped on the floor today, they, they played with an intent. With seven threes against Sacramento, McCollum now has six straight games with at least four three-pointers. And to coach Green's credit, Star Forward Brandon Ingram had eight assists in the game, matching his season high. We'll see if the Pells offense can stay hot when they head to Golden State to battle the 17-19 Warriors on Wednesday night. Now your Garcia Roofing forecast on WWL.
1: Dry and breezy this morning, but expect heavy rain and strong storms to move in during the afternoon and evening hours. Heavy rain could lead to some street flooding. Make sure you drive carefully. Also, we can see a few severe storms, maybe giving us some damaging wind gusts and a couple tornadoes. We'll be watching that very closely. Also, it will be very windy the rest of today as we head into tonight. We can see wind gusts up to 45, 50 miles per hour. Showers and storms will continue into the early overnight hours Tuesday, but everything should be gone by early Tuesday morning. It's stays windy tomorrow and turns a lot colder with high temperatures Tuesday in the 50s. From WWL Louisiana, I'm meteorologist Alexa Trischler.
0: Yeah, probably warmer right now than it'll be all day tomorrow at the airport in Kenner where it's 57 degrees to get our morning started. Winds are picking up a bit now out of the east at 13 miles an hour. On the North Shore, just an east breeze at 5 miles an hour where it's mostly cloudy and 48 degrees. WWL Traffic.
2: From the New South Window Solutions WWL Traffic Center, I'm Courtney P. Good morning. Bonnie Cary Spillway. No delays to report in either direction. I-10 East, Kenner 2, downtown Warrens, Orleans, about a 13-minute commute. Twin Span, free and clear, both east and westbound. I-10 West, New Orleans, east to downtown. You'll see a few brake lights just before the high rise. That eases very quickly. Downtown Elevated and the flyover running at speed. Crescent City Connection wide open in both directions. UEP Long in the Causeway, no delays there. I-55 North and Southbound free and clear. No delays on I-12. I-59 is delay free. Traffic is sponsored by Kraft Motors, your German car specialist. A hey, uh, 645, quarter till 7. Back with Mike Dettiglia, who will be second-guessing at the Silver Slipper Casino tonight with Bobby at Four o'clock. You can hear it all here on WWL. Mike, it was a season of opportunities lost. You know, not only the schedule, but, you know, Bobby Hebert harps on this constantly, and rightfully so. They were plus 11 in the turnover ratio, third best in the league. That's tough when you play in the schedule, you You're playing to have that kind of <clears throat> differential and still not make the playoffs.
3: Yeah, because you couldn't buy that last year. Mm-hmm. You really couldn't, and you, you were able to get turnovers this year. So, it, it is a big, important, a big part of the game that you thrive to win at because that, thats your quest defensively uh, to shorten the field for your offense. You get off the field, but um, it, again, it, it, there's a lot of different things why you didn't get <clears throat> to where you needed to, and to get the double-digit wins which I thought they would. I thought they'd get to 10 wins. It was close, but, you know, close ain't good enough at this stage. Uh, I I think, again, I go back to the schedule and who you played at quarterback. You're never going to catch that again. Never. In our lifetime, we're not going to see that again. Uh, Teams and young quarterbacks or backup quarterbacks, you're not going to see that
2: again. So you're not staying the same. You're getting better. You're getting worse. That's not just week to week. That's definitely season to season. Where do the Saints have to – and where do they have to focus their attention and, and how, how where can they – where do they have to, where can they, given the business part of this and the salary cap part of this?
3: you got to get better up front, offensive, defensive line. I mean, that if you look in that areas, those are the two. Now, again, I would never pass up a young quarterback. Never. Uh, uh, those opportunities are few and far between.
2: Didn't somebody tell you they should draft a quarterback every year? Do you tell me that?
3: Yeah, I've been telling you that. But, uh, again, uh, uh, that, that has not been the case with this team mm-hmm. uh, for, for whatever reason or reasons. But you can see how it's measuring up. Just Who- as we talked back in November. um Caleb Williams from USC, Jaden Daniels, Drake May from North Carolina, those guys are gonna be the first three picks in in April's draft. One, two, three. Man, a lot of people call it, oh no, 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 so and so uh oh, oh you gonna find out. One, two, three. And so now it becomes Penix where he goes. Now I have him ranked fifteenth overall. He'll never last the fifteen. Just because the need for quarterbacks are going to oversee that uh, particular way you have him rated, and he's going to—he's most likely going to be a top ten pick.
2: Oh, well, let me ask you this: You, you got to improve the offensive line. You're talking about drafting a quarterback. How do you determine priorities? Who's available? What's the draft looking at? Uh, like uh, with with cap issues, you know, trading, et cetera. Take me through this.
3: Nothing oversees getting uh, a talented young quarterback. Okay. Nothing in this league. Uh, You can say, well, you need the line for the quarterback. Yeah, and for the offensive line, they need the quarterback. It it flips it both ways. But if you don't have one, you're always looking for one, and that's a quarterback. But if you don't get that opportunity, then you've got to be able to get better in the trenches. We can talk about wide receivers and running backs and corners. and Safety is also another spot. This team has to – spend a lot of time thinking about what they're going to do at the safety position. Because we see, you know, with Tyron, he's he's, he's yeah. definitely in the winter years of his career.
2: I don't see him. I don't see where the Saints can bring him back, do you?
3: No. I, and, and I think he, he may know. He should. I think as a player, you know when it's time. The other part is Marcus May has not panned out mm-hmm. here. Has not. You you got to look at redoing that safety position. Jordan Howden, I think at times has, has flashed, and he was a rookie and I thought played uh, pretty well this year or when he's given opportunities. But safety position, other than the obvious, and that is trench play, offensive line, defensive line. Maybe get it. I would pick a quarterback every year. I don't care if it's in round one or round seven. You got to pick them. But safety is also another spot. You got to get younger, because I think the one thing that has shown up is that you know Cam Jordan he fought injuries all season long. As you get older, injuries start to set in, and you can't play as well. Uh, Demario Davis playing through injuries and still played well, but Demario, and I, I don't think he's fixing to retire uh, in twenty twenty four. But you can see. He doesn't have a lot of years left either and and Matthew, three big pieces on defense you got to look to kind of revamp that. But pass rushers and guys that can protect the quarterback and they gold in this league.
2: So who would how would it be possible for the Saints to draft a quarterback? Well, let me let me let me move on from that. Let's talk about coaching changes cuz uh, Tim was kidding earlier about um Arthur Smith becoming the Saints' new offensive coordinator, which I doubt that could happen. All those stranger things have happened. Um, what happens with the Saints coaching staff from here?
3: I think you've got to look at areas of development that maybe wasn't there. And so I think certainly, it, listen, this is a business, and it's a production business. And that uh, offensive coordinator, offensive line coach, You've got to look at those two areas really hard of that. That didn't really – has not really panned out over the last couple years. You're going to make changes there. Now a lot of people, oh, well, Dennis Allen got to go well. uh, You don't have a say in that. There's only one person that does. And if Gale Benson, I think, has made that decision that he returns for 2024. You're talking about Dennis Allen. So, yeah, I'm talking about Dennis Allen. I don't think there's any doubt about that yeah uh, and this i think for the last few weeks we've talked about it that mm-hmm. you know that that's not really in play but offensive coordinate offensive line i think those are the two areas
2: how big of a deal is this last uh this last score i here's my thing on it if you're going to do it don't take a knee. Line up and run the ball, and and be honorable about it. At least Deuce had a different opinion. Deuce said that Jameis deserved it after do, not Jameis, um, Jamal deserved Jamal. it after doing a lot of um, the dirty work at at, at blocking, et cetera. Bobby was livid about it. Your thoughts?
3: My thing is, uh, who made a big deal when Miami ran seventy points yeah. on Denver? On Sean Payton. Right. man, they had people in the same area that are complaining about this. Oh, well, they did it to Sean. He deserved it because he deserted the Saints. Okay. Uh, I, I didn't hear the big outcry there. Uh, I remember back in 2018, Sean throwing the football deep in the game against the Eagles. And they beat him 48-7. to
2: I'm talking more about because- that. The victory uh, formation, though, and running from that. Man,
3: uh, that, that's irrelevant. You think? Uh, to me, stop it. Uh, okay, if you're that upset about it, stop it. Uh, that's what you get paid to do. Yeah. This is not Pee football or high school football. It's, okay, it's the NFL. Now, Arthur, he found out he had much bigger uh, <laughs> yeah. situations. If you worried to about Arthur with. Smith
2: taking it out on the Saints next year, you don't have to worry about that. He go bye bye.
3: Yeah, and uh, I wouldn't be surprised he heads back to Tennessee, because uh, he was he was there. That's sort of where he sort of gritted everything out and became uh, a head coach or the opportunity to be one. But uh, and it, that that's Atlanta's problem. I was a kid twenty. This is nineteen seventy three. I
2: know what you're talking about, right? Uh,
3: yeah, I, I sat in the south end zone and, and watched them. And, well, didn't have social media back then. Did, did anybody uh, bitch and complain about that? No. It's just the way it is in this league. You take your lumps. And had Atlanta had a chance to do it, they would have done it too.
2: Thank you, sir. Don't, don't
3: believe they wouldn't have flipped it. I know. Uh, I got no. Again, that.
2: I got no problem with scoring at that point. Just my problem is with the victory formation. That's the only thing.
3: Well, again, that's Atlanta's problem. It ain't yours. Right. <laughs> so Thank that's you, just Mike. the way I look at it. Atlanta got a lot more issues than – Instead of it being 4117, it's 4817. This they got a lot more issues th- this than is that. is
2: also true. Thank you, Mike. We'll listen Thank to you, this brother. afternoon. You've had a pleasure as always. Mike, to tell you, what do y'all think about that 504?
1: Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T Mobile. You can count on T Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network.